Test, test, one, two. All right, we're rolling. Welcome, everybody, to this Mother Podcast number 12. Ba 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 ba. All right, no more air horn sounds starting in 2017. Sorry about that. Um, this podcast is just Jesus and I uh, shooting the shit, discussing what we did over the holidays, our New Year's resolutions, how we're going to be better people, and the future of this madre for 2017. But before we get into it, just a little bit of housekeeping. Please remember to write a nice review and give us a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. And also, please like and share this podcast to your preferred social media platform. It really goes a long way. Be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash desmadre to see how you can get an inside look and help the efforts here at desmadre.com. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into it, and we will see you soon. Thank you very much. Here's to a prosperous 2017. Desmadre podcast number 12 starts now. All right, podcast number 12. Uh, we're back with the new year, 2017. Uh, we took a week off last week because of the holidays, because we are very religious people. We like to observe the birth of our Lord and Savior. There's an airplane flying over us again. Uh, anyhow, hope you guys all had a good Christmas, a good uh, Kwanzaa, uh, whatever it is you and yours celebrate. Um, this week's podcast is just Sammy and I again. I didn't want to bother a lot of people over the holidays to be guests because I know people are like doing a lot of shit. So took a little break on the guests there, uh, but we will have someone uh, next week, hopefully. If not, it's just going to be me, maybe one of my cats or something. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from. So uh, we'll talk about New Year stuff and the holidays. What what did you do for? Uh, I didn't do anything really. Uh, normally, I go back to Texas, but. Stayed up here in the Bay, uh, Christmas Eve. I didn't Christmas. We didn't really do. We went to our friend's house, had dinner, and then the twenty fifth, we went to your house. I made pozole actually. That's right. I never made pozole before. If you follow me on Instagram, I put a bunch of photos because I'm just fucking bored. Um, but I made pozole from scratch, except for the hominy. You buy that in a can. Yep. Um, but it actually came out all right. Uh-huh. And it was kind of funny because I asked my mom for a recipe and then she just sent me this about.com link. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well. And I followed it and it actually turned out all right. And we just finished it yesterday. Damn. One yeah, we just ago. finished it, yeah. Did you eat the leftovers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had the leftovers for a week and it still held. And uh, we bought some tamales too from a friend. A friend's mom made them. Nice. Those are pretty good. Yep. They were pretty They actually got better with time. Mm-hmm. The longer they kind of soaked in the, the flavor of the yep. meat a little better, I think. Uh, we, so we still have tamales, but we finished the pozole yesterday, one week after Christmas, which means I guess the holidays are officially over. Yep. I think I gained three pounds. Nice. I don't know if you weighed yourself pre and post holiday. Nah. Nah. You ain't about that. <laughs> I was trying to stay on my fitness regimen, uh, trying to work out. I think I'd worked out maybe three times, which is better than nothing. But um, I was just kind of like eating and just lazing about yep um which i guess is the point of a holiday um and then new year's you didn't do shit Nah, i was gonna go up to um the city yeah but then it was like raining at one point and then we yeah, just got lazy and then uh yeah we just stayed home watched movies and yeah i've just been kind of uh watching movies catching up on music a lot of really dope music came out this year What's your top three uh, music of the year? Of the year, damn, spot? shit. Um, well, I haven't, I mean, there's so much, but of, like, the mainstream shit, I guess, it's, like, um, 
you know, the Frank Ocean album, uh, Kanye West's Life of Pablo, and uh, probably like the either Run the Jewels or that Angel Olsen album too. All all that shit is really good. Um, Angel Olsen, who the fuck is that? Uh, it's just some random white girl from St. Louis. Uh, she does like kind of typical indie dream top dream pop shit but it's it's really good um i recommend that for people that like music or that um have you heard the new noah cyrus single nah <laughs> it's fucking dope dude <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is it's miley's sister oh bro. shit no she's the upcoming dude that's funny noah cyrus um but yeah there's been a lot of um really good music i feel like the past like two years um that's really been especially like in rap and stuff Rap is so different now, though. It's not I think like, well, I th- the people like Kendrick are feel or the people that are, I don't know. It's a long discussion, but basically, yeah, I think uh, we're seeing the sort of um, the apex of of hip hop for sure, and a lot of sh- garbage. Uh, I don't know well. if it's the apex. I think it's evolving. I think it's just evolving. It's going from gangsta rap to it's, something a little more yeah artistic. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Like the stuff is crafted very differently, and like. They're merging a lot more, uh, I would say, different uh, genres into yeah. rap. That whereas previously it was just you know a beat and yep. a fucking dope rhyme or whatever, and now it's just becoming a lot more complex, um, which is cool. That it's not all about you know killing people and yeah titties and ass. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, it's definitely different. I think in a good way. Um, but yeah, the yeah the, the Kendrick, Kanye, Frank Ocean, uh, Run the Jewels. Yeah, those guys are doing some really cool stuff. Uh, it's cool to see that they don't care that they um, that they are seemingly like uh, you know um, vocalizing their their. Um, they're in their uh, discontent they're kind of actively resisting i don't know what that means in ter- if you're a fucking famous rapper or a celebrity but it <laughs> seems like they're a little more um overt about it particularly you know run the jewels and kendrick but we'll see yeah uh, what what next year has i think uh, we're about to see a <laughs> pretty significant change in the way um country is run the country is run and what the people do as a result so yeah that's gonna be crazy i was just reading an article an op-ed a krugman paul krugman or one of the hardcore liberal kind yep. of commentators on new york times talking about america is, is now a stand like a turkistan armenistan these huh. are all like the former soviet republics that yeah. ended up spinning off on their own and basically now they're led by a really rich usually it's just a the president is somebody who is really rich and all their crony friends they just kind of you know hook each other up basically yep and so uh, that used to kind of be a running joke and now this is kind of where we're at and you know you could argue that that's what we've always been in some ways so we're just not as overt about it and now it's all out in the open maybe that is the only difference i don't know it's probably true you know i read one thing that said that when the uh, U.S. was founded, the senators were um, were not elected; hmm. they were appointed, and basically the Senate was considered like the gentleman's wing of the government, huh. and it was basically all really rich dudes. Yeah, and so it was 
the, the balance of power was always, they always tried to balance it so that rich people always maybe had the upper hand or, you know, had like enough control because yep. the, the worry with people who have all the wealth is that just from a sheer numbers game, they could always be toppled by the, by the electorate. Yep. And their money could be taken. Yep. Which apparently is a running concern with democracy, democratic, uh, you know, structure all the way since the Greeks and whatever. This has always been like, okay, well, if you do have a fair democracy and everyone has a single vote and people can shift power that way, then you can effectively take money from rich people. Yep. And is that fair? Let's say you're a dude who just threw hard work and whatever and you had all this money. Yep. But all the people were like, all right, we're going to vote to take your money. Yep. Is that fair? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And so because of that, like structures were put in place and the Senate was one of them. I don't yep. know when that shifted over, but apparently senators for a long time were <laughs> appointed, which is really crazy. And, and that the whole thing about the balance of money really opens a can of worms in terms of how you, you know, how you really balance that and that's you know why people like republicans are like anti-tax or whatever and yep. you know people could basically be like no we're gonna tax the shit out of rich, rich people and it's a way to yep so it's really really complicated if you really i think start getting into theory and democratic theory and, and economic uh, uh what would you call it equity yep uh it gets very complicated like i think it ends up becoming like i was trying to have this like argument in my head and i was like mm -hmm. what is what is enough money or what is equitable you know like for somebody to have yep right and then you know because there's some people who are just like all like socialist and whatever but i do see the the motivating factor in getting more money or working harder and getting more money and that kind of driving innovation so there's something to be said for uh, capitalism but it's very complicated yeah very complicated. Um, and I think, yeah, it's definitely swung in that direction to the power of these guys a little more. Of course, yeah. They, they yeah, their concept of, of power and, and money is totally different from what I think the average person <laughs> can even kind of wrap their heads around. So um, that's a little, yeah, uh, unnerving somewhat to think of um, how that, power and money will um, be distributed or if it will be and if the people at the top they're the ones that um, they're not just going to give it away of course and so is there an effective way to to kind of balance it all out and I don't think there is <laughs> I, I, I think that the only thing I can come back to is that the proper the best um, the best system allows for a struggle and there will always be a struggle yeah right like because if it completely swung towards socialism we've shown well i'm not an expert in socialism or marxism and the russian experiment if you will but i mean you talk to people who lived under that system certainly people who've immigrated here and they're like it was awful Right, because everybody just got their yep. monthly distribution. There was it was kind of bleak, right? There was no like, hey, I'm gonna work harder, so I'm gonna get a little more. Yeah, I'm gonna build something bigger, and blah blah. blah. It was very difficult to expand, right? Um, and certainly, there's we have our major issues here, but 
Um, there, there is a way to kind of make it up here, I think. And, and so anyway, it seems like there's always going to be a struggle to, to think, to believe that there is some sort of u- utopian situation where there is balance, I think is flawed. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm starting to end up. Um, and you just have to generally be good, as Google says. Yep. <laughs> Don't be evil. Um, but it gets dangerous, I think. Basically, a few people can fuck up the whole thing. Yep. A few people with enough power, but they can be toppled. It happens. Um, there's, I, yeah, there's, it's just like, like biology. There's always like a new birth, a rebirth, a death, yeah. a struggle. Have you seen that, um, that Werner Herzog documentary, the internet one? I just watched it. I haven't that. seen it, no. It's pretty good. Is it, did I you watch it on Netflix or what? Yeah. yeah. That's a whole other um, sort of shift in... Uh, human thought or human uh, evolution for sure the the internet of things that's yeah. really good it's uh very it's it's um, what is it called i forget actually uh, uh it's, the, it's the new Werner herzog mm. it's about the internet the the creation the founding of the internet yeah and its it, effects it's definitely uh we're hitting a point i think where biology and and data management and and um what would you say what would you call it? Um, computer, basically, <laughs> um, computer thinking, artificial thinking, yeah. is definitely getting to a very um, peak point. Certainly, like we have, like in our phones right yeah. here, something that is more powerful than yeah. so many of the first computers, like hundred thousands times over. Yeah. Um, like I think I was talking about that book *Sapiens* yeah. with Betty when I had her here and. What I came out of that book was like, shit, man, we're all going to be like, eventually, like, it's not going to be that, because a lot of people like biologists and, and medical and, and bioengineering people are working on increasing the longevity of the human body. Yeah. But I think eventually it's just going to be like a data transfer. Yeah. Like we're, 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 you're going to be able to effectively transfer your entire life and your memories and your experiences yeah to some sort of drive transmitting your thoughts or yeah well you're going to be able to live in a simulated world yep and that's going to be the continuation of life which is fucking crazy but it's very doable yeah i think like and and somebody could always zap you and like delete you yeah (laughs) but but i'm kind of glad i'm fucking dying before that shit (laughs) (laughs) i was just like damn like you just gotta you just gotta live long enough to get there if you want to get there but yeah um but I think that's kind of eventually like where it's gonna go, and I, I mean, um, there's no reason like to to effectively have a body if everything is like an experience, yeah. And you can have a similar experience. Yeah, it's a, really good. In yeah, a virtual world. They talk about yeah the um the, like Elon Musk is in it, and um, the guys who worked in at USC who started the the first like um uh network or whatever and. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's um, because it it's it it talks about a lot about the sort of fear of the AI uh, having a will of its own. Yeah, and uh, which we talked a little bit on Westworld. Yeah, and Elon Musk basically says similar things that that you have said about how it's more it's up to like the people who are programming it that. Um, it, there's more a fear of that the 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 code is flawed because of the people who are making it as opposed to like robots having a full fledged like will oh, of their sure. own, sure. which makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it um. 
So well, yeah, well, that's, well, that's what's scary. What's interesting? See, like going back to the like living on a, in a perpetual infinite state as a, as a, a set of data as opposed to a, a biological organism. Like, if you lived a full life, let's say you lived until now, let's say you lived until you're like thirty or whatever, forty, uh-huh. and then you saved your entire existence onto a drive, mm-hmm. and there was some way to effectively kind of organize that data into life. Yeah. And then you get thrown into uh, Earth 2.0, like on a data server somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Like your programming was the life that you live. Huh. So you go in with all those experiences and the ethics and the morality baked into that, right? Yeah. Um, and you can still make mistakes because obviously people, <laughs> people do make mistakes. But yep. in that way, like... You've been pre-programmed by an actual, like your experience as a human. Yep. You could create an individual from scratch and somebody would be coding that. Yep. And they could like code a human that was extremely flawed and evil in some way. And yeah, it could do a lot of damage. Yep. Or, you know, it, it, you know, you it's going to end up like behaving in the way that it, it was uh, it, the sum of its experiences, if you will, which is kind of what humans are. And if you're mistreated as a child, you're going to be flawed and da 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 yep. um, If you've never experienced struggle, you're going to be flawed. Yep. Da, 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 da. So I don't know. It, it, when, when I read Sapiens, it just felt like that's where the direction and where it was going. And it got very not too much into that. But um, anyway... I have no idea how the fuck we got here <laughs> talking about movies. <laughs> you know what I started watching last night that I have been trying to watch for, I think, like over six years. I've owned a DVD set of uh, a Berlin Alexanderplatz. Hmm. You know what that is? Hmm. Uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz is like a 13-episode TV series that came out in 1980 huh. in Germany. And it's uh, uh, Rainier Warner Fassbinder's... Uh, as like crowning achievement. Hmm. Um, and it's basically about this dude who gets uh, released from prison in 1920s Germany. He was in prison for four years for basically murdering his girlfriend and he gets out and he tries to become like a straight man, an honest man. Mm-hmm. But it's in the middle of like basically the worldwide depression yep. and all this shit. And he's just, he can't find a job and stuff. So it's basically his like struggle to become like an honest man. <laughs> But it, apparently it, it leads to Nazi Germany. Right. It's set in the 20s right, right. and 30s. So it's kind of this cautionary tale or whatever. But it's supposed to be this, like, masterpiece thing. and But it's really difficult to watch because it's all in German. So yeah. you have to fucking read. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's 13 episodes. The first one is an hour and a half. The 11 or an hour. And then the last one is, like, two hours. Yeah. And I've tried to make it through many times but the problem is i usually sit down with a drink uh-huh. <laughs> which is the worst thing you can ever do to watch a german <laughs> like art house show like because you just like lose track i fucking have fallen asleep to that show so many times yep. um so yeah yeah my, my new my new year's resolution the first one is to get through berlin alexanderplatz and i watched the first one last night and i did not fall asleep and i know exactly what, i was like damn i didn't know that happened nice, and i've yeah. seen that like so many times Actually, like, if there was, like, any New Year's resolutions, my New Year's resolution was just to kind of uh, be more of an active learner. Learner Herzog. <laughs> um, 
because I feel like I'm always reading stuff. Like I'm, re- I like read like obviously like a lot of articles, but it's all really unstructured and it's very like yeah. it's very like reactionary. Mm-hmm. So what I want to try to do is like just read like a few really big books and just kind of get like my head around a few topics a little better because I think we talk a lot of shit, but not that we're gonna become or I want to become an expert in any one thing or whatever. But right. I feel like I'm just uninformed in a lot of ways, and and so I want to read a few big it's books. General, yeah. Get my head around that. So Larissa for Christmas got me a bunch of uh, books that are kind of like this graduate school uh, right. kind of stuff. She got me like a Baldwin book, which I had been wanting to read. This book is like 800 pages. Damn. But it's like this thin. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? And it's basically like really thin Shit. paper. It's uh-huh. bizarre. Oh, I see. It, it, yeah. Um, but the Baldwin book is interesting. I've read like the first few essays because it's just a collection of essays I and see. stuff like that. Yep. She got me a few books on like feminist theory. <laughs> <laughs> there was one. Uh, who the fuck was it? I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, kind of like a bunch of stuff on like social... Uh, Movements of sorts. Yeah, like uh, I, I'd say it's it's closest to like kind of this class gender identity in American society yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Um, so hopefully I can set, set time aside every day, dig into that. And then, yeah, I kind of want to really dig into some older film stuff, like yep. the Berlin Alexander Platz and kind of... Uh, it's yeah, so it's funny. I think um, just what we or I do or what I think a lot of people do is um, it's almost like you're getting consumed by the modern world, the, uh, the effects of modernity. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you don't... Um, with, like, the... the uh, wait for this plane. <laughs> We're landing. Yeah, landing. Fucking We're landing. plane. All right. No, but uh, I think it's easier to, um, yeah, you know, just kind of stay glued to your phone or your laptop and then consume things that way. And then you don't ever really like. Um, uh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> It's the computer setting themselves oh, yeah. up. We got, we got, we're getting new laptops. We got okay, new laptops, yeah. so we're like, they're yeah. all running in the background. But no, yeah, I was saying that um, it's, it's now it's easier for people to not want to go and look for these things, like uh, these movies that if it's not on Netflix or if it's not on your paid subscription shit or you're on your phone all the time, it's, I think it's a little harder to, you have to kind of actively want to do that, to want to look back or, or look for other things that are... Um, that's that's not everybody. I'm just mostly talking about myself, but uh, <laughs> it is easier yeah. to find that stuff if you're looking for it, though. Right, because right. You used to have to like go true, to library true, or weird ass stores and true. shit. And now, like, um, well, like Criterion obviously has a really good yeah. collection, and mm-hmm. now they have this thing called Filmstruck. Yeah, and you can watch like a ton of the Criterion films on, right. on Filmstruck. And then uh, there's another thing called Mubi, M-U-B-I. Right, yeah, that one's tight, yeah. And they have a lot of I good, like, that. they have a lot of good mm-hmm. indie kind of things It's like a rotating hundred or, yeah. Yeah, you always get yeah, access to it. Yeah, I want to check that out. And I think that one's like five ninety nine a month or nice. something like that. I subscribed for a while, but I wasn't, you, you, I wasn't watching it at all. I was yeah. like, because our connection's awful, so. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I think I just meant that it's like the, almost like the double-edged sword of the internet, you know, of all that shit is yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. All the stuff that, you know, like 20 years ago, it'd be really hard to find. But 20 years ago, if you really heard about, you know, like this Fassbender or 
um, Herzog film from like 77, then you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to the library and check it out and read up on it and maybe perhaps have a more kind of well-rounded. Um, I think it's it was easier to focus. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, even like, now, like I'm watching movies, I'm like always on my phone. I'm like, fuck, like I got to get off my phone. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like that was one thing that we tried. Actually, Larissa for Christmas wanted uh, she wanted us to go like dark on the, mm. on the phones and shit for yeah. the entire time. Yeah. We lasted two days, <laughs> two days. It's hard. Yeah. It's really fucking hard. And it was kind of like, we'd, we'd be like talking about something and then we're like, I don't know who's that guy in that movie. Yeah, and yeah. then we'd just be staring at each other. Like who's going to fucking break it. Who's going to go yeah, look at another yeah, phone. That's another thing that movie, the Herzog documentary about the internet, about how if there was like some sort of like a uh, global outage that it could be like really like catastrophic because of everything that's connected, whether it's, you know, like traffic reports or mm -hmm. um, uh, hospitals and yeah. it's all it's all getting to this point of interconnectedness. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's scary. But yeah, no. Um, two days. Yeah. We lasted two days. Um, and then it was actually kind of cool. But what was weird was the the first time that it hit me and it really bothered me was like I woke up in the middle of the night like around four in the morning uh -huh. and usually what my sorry ass does is like to kind of make myself fall back asleep I just pull my phone out and start mm -hmm. reading like a fucking random article yeah and I was like lying there and I was like I can't I'm not supposed to pull my phone out yeah and I was like what the fuck do I do right <laughs> now so I just like started petting one of the cats I was like maybe this will put me to sleep <laughs> but I was like damn man I don't have this is fucking like I felt like a yep. fucking crack addict yep I was like what the fuck what yeah. the fuck do I do right now I think it's just a matter of finding a good um knowing kind of putting limits to yourself yeah because otherwise um yeah you know it's you know kids today are, they don't know anything else other than always having internet so for them it's like when they do have these moments which is i'm assuming all the time all day is like oh who did this or who did that or check out this video or yep. check out this or that and so yeah it's not as um focused or profound as they could be. Yeah, there's not a lot of time to kind of let things soak in. Yeah. Because you're always on to the next, on yeah. to the next, on to the next. Yeah. And you know, there's not a lot of time to really process. Yeah, and things. I think ultimately um, looking back in time and studying these movements, whatever they may be, are beneficial to understanding um, history a little better, yeah, and uh, human nature, whatever, and maybe applying it to today in um some in some fashion because i mean i think the example i think that um we've used or that i have used is the um within the uh chicano community not going to go too deep into this but i'm just saying like <laughs> you know the 60s and 70s versus today like um i personally don't um I, i'm obviously not involved and I, I don't know enough about it but there seems to be some sort of disconnect where it's that's what I'm saying. It's easy for someone to like repost like a meme that's like, oh, like, fuck white people, you know, as opposed to being like, oh, I'm gonna go read like, the 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 texts yeah. that of Chicano history yeah. that people have already established and that's well known, but yeah. because of the internet and because of this sort of um, fast paced um, way that you get things that you don't have time to sort of like discuss it, you know, it's like oh, on to the on to the, the next, next meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I think, a good segue for talking about what we're up to with Mundo. Because yeah. I think that's probably, like, one of the 
reasons why um if you guys haven't heard or if you guys are fans of el mundo um we're basically pausing taking a little break between season one and season two and we're gonna be um basically not doing new mundo episodes for two months we'll be basically launching it again on march 3rd mm-hmm. which is yeah two months eight weeks from now yeah um and one of the reasons I think is that yeah, when we're doing these every week, we did forty nine episodes. Yeah, and we didn't. There was a few weeks where we didn't do them, but then there were weeks when we did two or like kind of special episodes and yeah. stuff. So we did forty nine episodes over one year, which is basically one a week. Yep. And when you live like that, especially when you're doing like uh, that every single week with a small team where everybody has to be doing everything. Yeah. Like there's very little time for that kind of processing and really just like being like okay what worked and what didn't work yeah it's always just like all right on to the next on to the next and and i think you know we we changed it up a little bit here and there but i think the need for a break is twofold one really to to take a step back and think about it and look at what we did change it up make some adjustments and then yeah also just taking a break from it from a pure kind of creative fatigue standpoint, yeah. I would say. Um, so yeah, Mundo's gonna be taking a pause for two months. Um, I think the the obvious things that we're gonna be doing is bringing on a few more people because we, we think that would be cool to have like a little bit of a supporting cast around Sammy and Juan Yerbas. And uh, hopefully those people can write some stuff as well. I think that's my goal is to really like, in the same way that SNL has cast members who are also writers, kind of have that dual role yeah um which <clears throat> i think gives it a little more of a uh just a more viewpoints will be interesting um and then yeah i think you know like it, it the show did well but it hasn't exploded in a way that's like holy shit um so i think it 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 it's not a bad idea to really just kind of take yeah. a step back and look at it um, we're still gonna be doing the podcast because it's just, this is relatively simple to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Or? Um, not immediately, I guess. Just yeah, I mean the the break is to I guess readjust or yeah, just to kind of look at what worked and what didn't and how to. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you just want to find a um. um a better way to um, I'm not sure how to put it I guess but um, yeah yeah if anything yeah just to add a little more um, to make it a little more dynamic as opposed to just you know sitting down in front of a green screen uh, maybe that's just because you know I was in it and making it every time <laughs> that it got a little old or that it, it just um, did not uh, it's weird, you know, I, I, I still, um, you know, w- when you do it week after week, like we did it, and you don't really have this time to kind of look back at it in any meaningful way, or like where you can really assess the, the numbers and like what um, the numbers versus the actual content. Um, yeah, you know, you don't really like, I don't really process the people that, like to me, like it's just like we come in here where it is like in this garage and we make it and we put it out and I don't necessarily like... Um, process the people that are actually watching it so yeah. i always trip out when i see the comments on they say something i'm like damn these people are actually watching this shit <laughs> you know it's like yeah uh, there are people who who like it and um and 
so yeah yeah if anything i just kind of want to look over it and see what works and what um what um how we can essentially yeah make it just better you know or or, because i think if anything this whole year you know i'm still trying to um i don't consider myself an actor in any way i don't i've said this before you know i don't necessarily like it i do like fucking around a lot you know like when those moments where you're like really going crazy and stuff those are really fun when you're with other people and and you're doing that but acting is pretty hard you know because you you're um you know, a lot of people can be like, it's the the age old sort of argument that some people have or they're like, oh, you know, like everyone, everyone in, and their mother has an idea for something, right? Like, oh, this show would be tight if this person was doing that. And that was like, sounds cool. But like when you actually go do it, <laughs> fire up the cameras and the audio and stuff like it, it it's it's crazy. You know, it's yeah. it's a lot more work that I think people um, think it is. Yeah. And that goes for any any sort of production yeah but for here um yeah you know it's 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 been a process of trying to um i feel like yeah in in a lot of ways um i'm playing catch up you know whether it's like the writing or the acting especially those two where i don't necessarily think they're as strong as they could be and that's just because you know acting is hard and i don't um and the way and then because we do it in spanish like primarily uh, you know kind of struggle with that I've been thinking that we should shift it a little more towards English. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of what I've been thinking over the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like I've I've said this, you know, from the beginning, you know, it's like the, 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 like doing it all in Spanish, like compared to people like, you know, like Galatia or the, the Chumel guy, like those guys are the ones doing it. it they're from Mexico, obviously, and yeah. they're they're playing to a Mexican audience or Latin American audience. Yeah. And so, um, if anything, it's just trying to hone in on that the the um, the biculturalness of it, because that's, th- that's yeah. what they don't have. That's what they don't do because right. they they're they're obviously they're Mexican. They're fucking full fledged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of Galatia, by the way. I think uh, and Trumel, th- those guys are cool. And like Galatia is. Remember when we first saw him? I was like, yeah, "What we the like, fuck?" Yeah, I, I was like, "This dude is crazy." Yeah. Because that sort of alternative comedy shit, I'd, I'd never seen in in Mexico like that. It was always very like um, traditional, traditional kind of, yeah. like that guy um, that I've listened to for forever. You know, my dad listened polo, to him, polo. the Polo Polo. That yeah. guy is like a master. You know, he's like a, a very standard mexican comedy of like um of telling jokes i don't think they do this in america or i I don't think this is a thing in stand-up comedy but there are like a a a set of like you know thousands of jokes that they're like the templates you know like Mm. um whether it's pepito or like he goes to the he goes to school and you know he makes fun of somebody but the comedians tell it in their own way and yeah. then whoever says it the funniest, you know, is the funniest guy. Whereas here it might be seen as like stealing yeah. or stealing content. Yeah. Yeah. Bolo but, Polo kind of reminds me if there's an American comedian in history that it's more like a Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That guy's crazy. Yeah. Both. Of the, yeah. Rodney Dangerfield is really good. And, and uh, but Bolo Polo, yeah, is very like um, uh, traditional joke. You know, there's yeah. like a punchline. Yeah. And um, but it's but for Bolo Polo, the, if you guys don't know who that is and you um to speak spanish then you should definitely check out polo polo because that guy is a master uh storyteller and he's such a bullshitter he's crazy he's super vulgar he's a exceptional bullshitter but um he's fucking hilarious and the thing about him is that his punchlines are always like supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek and really stupid 
So it's always the like story the story matters. is like so outrageous, and yeah. then the punchline is like, oh, and then he tripped and fell, and they're like, oh fuck, like that was <laughs> stupid as hell. Like, <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, going back, yeah, I guess, yeah, of just finding a, a way to um, hone in on the like um, bicultural aspect, and it's already very. I think it's pretty clear now the yeah. the way that we do it, but. Um, but other than that, yeah, you know, just trying to uh, really process the 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 forty nine episodes, you know, the year in in El Mundo, and what worked and what didn't, and how. Um, but yeah, I think if anything, <clears throat> as a um, performer in that in that setting, I think I've definitely gotten more comfortable. As you know, we we're just we just put out the the best of and uh, skimming through the older ones, you can definitely tell like I was a little more like slower, you know, like I wasn't really like, um, at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't like, um, I was kind of still like a little like lacking confidence basically. I think you're trying to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. You're trying to figure out the character or yeah. like, the style of, yeah. the, you know, and then, but yeah, it's hard, you know, it's, that's what I'm saying. In, in Spanish it's really hard because I don't really get to see, I don't, I, when I'm saying it, like it's different from you know watching it as footage afterwards, and um, the, the the other extreme would be going like too too crazy, you know, of like yelling and and um, <laughs> uh, being like really vulgar, yeah, to sort of compensate for for stuff. But um, yeah, it was yeah, I'm, I'm excited to start the next one and um, see how we can adjust properly. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like yeah, maybe a little more English. Obviously, some cast members. Yeah, and then I think what'll be cool is to really work with you on kind of stylizing it maybe a little differently. Yeah, just the visuals yeah. mm-hmm. and like whether we do a, an actual kind of set, yeah, ditch the green screen or just yeah, use the yeah. green screen from the TV yeah. or whatever. Uh, I think the graphics part should remain. I think that people really dig that, but it's just a matter of balancing it with. Um, yeah, with something that seems more natural and yeah. If anything, yeah, yeah. Just getting, I think this is a sort of issue, if you want to call it that, with everything that we do in in a lot of ways is that we have a lot of of content. We have a lot of like raw kind of content, and because of you know um, time and team uh, limits, you know, yeah. like we we aren't able to really like um, prop it up to its like full. Yeah potential yeah. in a lot of ways and el mundo like um when you give yourself a week time like a week limit then you have basically one day for everything you know like one full day to to whether it's to write then to shoot then to edit and so that's like three or four days just with that stuff right there yeah and yeah uh, that really is how it breaks down right yeah. it's about one day of writing one day of shooting and then, and then one day and a half of editing yeah, or so. Yeah. Um, so um, if anything, yeah, it might help to um, to if we had like a, a like a proper structure. Like if it was like I, I was thinking about this, but it may it may be too much of a rip off of fucking like Eric Andre. But to have like a basically like a mock late night show. Yeah. Where, you know, you have like two minutes of like monologue mm-hmm. and then you have like a guest and mm-hmm. then you have like a skit, mm-hmm. and then that, that that's the show. Um, whereas um, going into the, the the doing like the John Stewart Oliver stuff, it just does take a little more time to really get it to like really clean um, status. Whereas you know a lot of the time <clears throat> we um, 
there's uh, we'll we'll basically shoot it and then uh, we're not, we're never thinking of like the stylization of it whether it's with the clips or with like the set like we incorporating the set into the actual like production yeah I mean certainly now it's just written and then we, we figure out the graphics later but it's yeah. assumed that it's just some sort of graphic playing yeah right next right, to it. There's right, no right. further stylization yeah. other than that uh, unless it's a skit yeah which we started getting more into at the yeah. end of the year mm-hmm. I think starting around July and August we started right. doing more stuff like that which I think is good I think people dug that um, and it fills the void for not doing a skit in the other part of the week yeah I'd say the other thing that I'm really that I'm not like super excited about because it's more just work, but that we need to focus on is just thinking about the release, yeah, the mechanics of the release and optimizing how to get more people to yeah, see it and share yeah, it and all that yeah. stuff. Because I think a lot of times like we had really good stuff and it just isn't getting the views that it could be getting. Yep. Either if we were obviously boosting, it helps, um, or getting it, you know, collaborating with people so they could share it. Yeah, that's also uh, kind of what I want to do this next month the next few months is just kind of read like a little more on how to do that better like how to like um yeah maximize your 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 distribution as much as possible yeah because a lot of it is i mean it's there's kind of it, it's always changing you mm-hmm. know just because like the social the, the algorithms if you will like yeah. change a lot or whatever but and when it comes down to it man it's just kind of discipline it's like working out yeah it's like doing all those things for every yeah. release doing the extra clips doing the, the blah 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 tags and all that shit yep um i think where it's going to pay off is to kind of set that structure in place which we've gotten better at yeah um but set it in place and then maybe like collaborate with a few other people so yeah. that it can even get, like sponsors or something yeah like whether it's anything it, it, it look into how to um Get small sponsors, whether yeah. it's like fucking pomade or like. Um, yeah, I don't anything, care. It can be anybody, any local businesses. Sure. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit. There's gonna be a bit of work on that end as well. So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Two months. Um, we dropped the end of the year episode. If you didn't watch it, you should check it out because there's some funny clips. It's basically like clips from the entire year yep. compiled into one, and it ended up hella long, but it's like 20 minutes long. Yep. <laughs> Um, so we'll get, get to work on that. And then the podcast is going to continue. I have like a list of guests that I'm super, uh, excited about. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on locally, which we'll probably dive into just with regards to social issues, yeah. uh, that I kind of want to get into. And, um, and I think I've got a trip to LA planned, so we'll try to get some folks from down there involved as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did you have any personal New Year's resolutions? Do you ever do that? I don't have one in particular, but I think it's just to um, make sure that um, we set up a, a strong uh, structure for the stuff that we're going to be putting out uh, in in the spring, summer, and fall of 2017. While also, um, you know, I feel like I'm just always kind of on this learning curve that seemingly never ends of, uh, you know, um, writing and um, uh, acting, drawing, all that shit. So uh, doing that. And then obviously I need to really start like working out and um, just like making sure that um, I'm because I'm getting at that age where you just can't just keep, you know, eating like shit and uh, expecting, you know, like. 
when you're younger like, i remember in college you know just eat and drink and it's like whatever you know and then yeah. it's like a few years out then it all starts going to your fucking ass and you're like you're uh start getting fatter and it can get depressing so <laughs> but no you know it, it's just um it, it, it's so funny because when you actually get into the the ritual of doing it it's it's really it's dope you know you feel, you feel good yeah. and yeah. yeah but uh it's just like that that first like two months or month even that's you but you just have to do it yeah i'm, I'm gonna try to do that as well I'll try to definitely um bike more and uh, start running but uh if anything yeah that's it's funny i was listening to uh, i've been listening to the bill burr podcast a lot too if anybody likes to hear angry white uh ginger dudes <laughs> yell about shit y'all should check it out but uh he was talking about how like he's like i'm so happy right now i didn't do anything like um he's like if anybody tries to tell you if your parents try to guilt trip you into going home for the holidays just just tell them to shut up like don't, you don't have to go it's like and then stay home and then watch the news and all those guys that are sitting at the airport sleeping just laugh <laughs> it's like, it's like just go visit them on any other day or any other like yeah. uh, time of the year and you don't have to go now yeah. but um other than that yeah yeah, just it's to funny. Be a better person, you know. Don't, uh, especially, yeah. I and mean, it's kind of crazy, uh, given uh, what's that uh, Trump's about to be president. You know, it's I, I don't um, think anybody knows, and it's it's just a little, it's unnerving to see the media react the way that they're doing um, because they kind of don't know what to do. Like because they're in this position where anytime he they criticize him, like he says something, and all of his followers will all obviously they they get behind him. So I, I'm not sure how the discourse works or if, if, if anything, like, did you see that tweet he sent out? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's like shit like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's basically said, fuck all you haters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like so bizarre. And, um, and clearly, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like the, the, it's working in his favor as of right now, I feel like. And, um, but I am. I think a lot of people are have been sort of empowered, whether it's the media and journalists that want to, you know, really um, set up this like resistance, if you will. Yeah. And um, I just I hope that it's successful in some ways. Like the, the uh, I just I, I just don't know. I wish I knew more. <laughs> it goes into well. What's like funny the, is that like you. I mean, effectively, we are part of the media. Yeah, right? we put stuff out that has like some sort of reach. I mean, it's not like ridiculous, but. Yeah. And earlier in the in the year of 2016, you know, some some organizations took out took very specific stances to kind of not give him any coverage. Like the Mescla did this. Yeah. Right? Remember they said like, oh, we're not going to do this. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's you can never say what what worked or what didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Um, I think for us and for anybody who does any sort of satire, like I would never say we're not going to cover any one thing or not yeah like you have to leave yourself open and just kind of never say never yeah sort of thing and it's just a matter of like a case-by-case -case basis in terms of like how much attention you want to give him yeah, or whatever yeah. i mean even now like obviously we made a decision not to do mundo right when he's about to get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're yeah. choosing not to kind of participate i will probably say something about it in terms of like on the podcast or something but yeah um yeah i think you could just kind of never say never that's how traditionally i will kind of operate but um nice yeah 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 it's um yeah because he, yeah he's he's um 
I think they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and and who knows what the hell's gonna happen once he takes office, you know? And he's gonna really have a um, this fucking terrifying amount of power. Yeah, it's that, terrifying uh, just because of like the the Congress and whatever. The, yeah. It's all Republican right now, so th- there's definitely gonna be more power than Obama had. Yep. Uh, just because he has he has the legislative backing now, yeah. and all these clowns are like, yeah. "Fuck it, <laughs> fuck yeah. it, yeah. we'll take advantage of this." Even though they were all shitting on him yeah. in the election. I don't know if I hate Trump more or the people who will just continue to support him, despite um, despite all his actions. Yeah, because it, it's just frustrating that they don't um, that they're unwilling to 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 at least talk about the stuff that's being reported, you know, whether, um, and I know like it all gets fucking blown up, of course, but it seems that, um, like the hardcore Trump supporter and he said it, you know, is like, if I shoot somebody on fifth Avenue, I'll, they'll still love me. And that's sad, but it's fucking true. You know, like the, the, I don't know what he would have to do for his like hardcore followers to like yeah. stop you know mm-hmm. kind of um supporting him and yeah. that's what's kind of crazy that i don't i just don't understand like why i, I still can't process that that um that mode of thought <clears throat> from people um i know it's like ultimately selfish in a way you know like they're kind of looking out for their own but i think that selfishness is um i don't it's not based in like facts seemingly it's more just like very idealistic uh well it's like single issues you know yeah i mean you know people who voted for him because he's supposedly against abortion yeah or gun. and that's all they care about mm-hmm. yeah and so they could give a fuck less about the racism or anything else they think it's like oh well he's murdering babies so that's the most important fucking thing in the world so yeah. he can grab pussies all day yeah he, you know doesn't matter yeah um which in some ways like makes some sort of weird fucking logical, ethical, moral sense if that's your bearing. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you care about. Yeah. Um, but it kind of doesn't because he's, you know, actually causing a lot of abortions, I would say. Yeah. He's causing events that would lead to more abortions yeah. because of the way, the culture that he's creating. Um, but yeah, enough about that shit. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see what, yeah, yeah, how it kind of sure. rolls out and how people choose to resist or just deal with it yeah um i think one thing that's interesting is i think is is the comparison to germany and how kind of they overcame like all this hate and really fight against that sort of culture that they were so like fucked by during world war ii yep somebody were all white as hell (laughs) yeah well i mean there was like a there was one thing i read that said that you know americans need to learn how to fight hate the way germans do yep and and i think that's yeah, they have the history right in their face, so they know how to avoid it and stuff. And and here we kind of seemingly don't, or we were built on like a lot of racism. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, New Year's resolutions: be smarter, be a little more efficient, healthier. healthier. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking turning forty this year, which is <laughs> fucking, fucking weird. Um. <laughs> But uh, that was one of, the, one of the things that prompted me last year to start working out was like, man, I don't want to be like completely out of shape when I'm 40. I want to be like that 40-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and trying to be like 
it's like it's you know you're talking about Bill Burr and like all these guys like I think we've both gotten a lot more into podcasts this year yeah and like I listen to Joe Rogan and I listen to Tim Ferriss and these guys are all well Tim Ferriss is young but he's probably my age a little bit younger actually but Joe Rogan is like 50 or 50 really? something yeah holy shit and anyway like I see him I see like Jocko Willink and these other like guys and they're like super like fit active, yeah they're super active they're really busy with yeah. their professional lives they have families and yeah. somehow they're able to balance it but when you look at them it's like well because they kind of have a system to do it yep and they put in the work yeah that allows their bodies to handle all of yeah. this stress yeah and they feel good you know it's not like they're totally like joe rogan still gets drunk or smokes weed and does his thing but yeah. he's really built his life more around his fitness stuff and yep. like just being creative yeah and i'm like okay like I'm going to be a little more like that. Yeah, for sure. If you're just, it's just completely unbalanced to not do the other stuff. I think Chingo's tried to do that too. Yeah. When you look at the way he's been kind of shifting over his last two years of like working out more and Marisol probably has some stuff to do with that. And yeah. like, I think that's helped him a lot. Um, Did you see the Ronda Rousey? Dude, she got <laughs> knocked the fuck out. I was going to say fight, but I was like, did you see the first minute of the first round? It looked like she'd never taken a punch before. Yeah. It looked like she'd never, like, it looked, it just, like, what the fuck was that? She got rocked, for sure. She got knocked the fuck out, man. That other, yeah, they should just. Nunez, man. That's uh, crazy, too, is people are not talking, giving, even talking about that girl's name. Like, <laughs> it was Amanda Nunez. Uh-huh. Man, she came out and whipped that ass. That was crazy. That was good. That was. Uh, I don't. I don't really watch UFC or anything, but I saw the clips. And I was like, oh, the clip. It, it was forty-five it, seconds yeah, or a minute. It's on Instagram. It was like a Mike Tyson fight. Yeah, that was like an old school fucking legit Tyson fight. Anyways, yeah, but um, I was just reminded because Joe Rogan or whatever. But yeah. yeah, she got fucking super rocked. She got knocked the fuck out. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Continue to be a little fitter. Um, I think it's more like about balance, right? Um, and yeah, setting this thing up so that we can keep going. Yep. Uh, hopefully communicating with you guys, our listeners and fans and stuff a little better. Yep. Because we get a little lazy about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got to stay up on the mail list and the Patreon a little better. Um, that's about it. Personally, too, like... I'm trying to get like my finances in better order just cause that's another, that's the equal part with being in shape Yeah, that people don't understand. I think a lot of artists don't Yeah, yeah. totally. You should, you this. should listen to the most recent Bill Bear, man. It's yeah, I think you'd like it. It's yeah. funny as hell. Cause he's about to have a kid. Is it his first kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, he's like 45 or something. Okay. And he's about to have his first kid and he's, he's just, Bill Burr is so like honest seemingly. And like, he's, he just seems like a cool ass dude, but he's like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, I started going to see his therapist and I started meditating because I don't want to be that angry dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's but true. It, and it's he, true and yeah. then he talks about um, yeah. how he, st- um, he just got done doing all of his, uh, he set up his will and like a life insurance. Yeah. He's like, because when you get my age, all your friends start dying and you're like, I don't, I don't want to do that to my family. I've seen the nightmare stories of people who die without having a will. Yeah. And so he's really like level headed about it. But, um, and there's also, I've, I've seen, uh, I guess, criticism that. I guess he used to be way more raw because he's been doing that shit for like seven years. That podcast, really, <clears throat> Jesus, since Christ. like 2009 or 10, I think. And he, uh, so back then, you know, he was pretty raw or whatever. And now he's like a lot more. Like he just got married. And he's about to have a kid. He's kind of setting, s- s- like settling down or whatever. But he's, I think, a good um, uh, person in in um, 
to talk about that are that are these like people that are middle-aged celebrities that find that balance of having this crazy super fucking busy life but they kind of actively make sure that they're on top of their shit and that yeah. they're being healthy that their finances are in order and uh yeah Bill Burr is fucking cool as hell cool as white dude I I celebrity <laughs> <laughs> he does get a little on that kind of ranty white guy tip though sometimes yeah i think yeah. but i'm saying like the the last like uh two or three months he's chilled way the fuck out because he's ha- he's gonna have his kid or whatever but um, he's still like because s- i watched like the first probably five episodes of that cartoon uh-huh you know yeah and so i kind of have like that in my mind with yeah his, yeah his character and his yeah he's definitely like a super boston character caricature of boston yeah. for sure he's boston he's from boston mm-hmm. or he's from right outside okay you know, or some shit like that but he he, you know, got a lot of respect. He was in uh, Chappelle Show skits back in the day. Um, but, anyways, that's totally off topic. But, all right. Well, uh, and then you're basically gonna take off for a few weeks. Yeah. Um. So, Sammy will not be making appearances on the podcast for four weeks. Yep. Um, because he's taking a a working vacation, if you will. Yep. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to expand. Um, but yeah, Sammy's gonna dip. I mean, we've been basically working for the past fucking nine months or twelve months. Yeah, and so it is good to kind of step away and take a little bit of a break. So yeah, we're kind of de- decompressed for a few weeks. I'm gonna keep the podcast going. We're gonna be doing reruns of El Mundo as well as um, we'll probably re-air Mas and the Power just to get it out there again. See if some folks haven't seen that, they can check that out. Yep. Um, I'm probably going to drop uh, my short film, Grass Grows Green, in a couple weeks. Because it's been fucking 10 years. I can't believe that. Yep. 10 years since uh, Grass Grows Green played at Sundance. And Sundance is coming up. So we'll do a 10-year anniversary release on Desmadre. As if anybody gave a shit. Um, but that'll give you guys an opportunity to check out some of the short stuff that I've worked on. Um, we'll probably drop 20 bucks as well. Fuck it. I can't drop China Project for some legal reasons. Damn. <laughs> uh, but maybe we'll send that out to our Patreon supporters or something. But yeah. I don't want to put that one on publicly. Yeah. Um, so we'll put those up. Uh, that'll be the next, you know, couple months. Uh, we'll be dropping that January and February. Yep. Um, if you guys have any feedback or have any suggestions, we are going to be looking for a few cast members. We have a few people in mind already. Um, if you have any suggestions or if you are interested, uh, the main requirement is you need to be fucking really creative and a good talent. <laughs> you don't need to have experience. I think you just need to want to do it. And then, of course, you need to be local to the San, Ho- San Jose, San Francisco Bay Area because we shoot here locally. And it would be a sort of thing where you'd have to be here every week at least once. Yeah. So if you or anyone you know is interested, uh, just email me, chin at desmadre.com. Um, and that's about it. I don't know. What yep. else? That's, that's good. Yeah. Hope you guys have a good New Year. Um, New Year resolutions. I, I don't really set like a strict resolution. So, you know, I'm not point of sticking to Just it. Don't Just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Bill birthday. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, we'll be dropping another episode next week. So, uh, and, and we'll be returning to bringing some guests on board. So please stick with it. Uh, please tell your friends about the podcast. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash desmadre. And uh, check out our store. Actually, we have some uh, new El Mundo t-shirts that are pretty dope that are going to print uh, this week. 
check out dismounted.com forward slash store. And uh, yeah, grab a t-shirt, help support the studio. We'd still have to pay rent here. <laughs> Internet, all that shit. So that's the reason why we're doing this stuff too. Like we're not obviously paying ourselves here. We just want to keep this thing going. And uh, it's still pretty small. So every little uh, contribution and purchase helps. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year's. Uh, here's to a good 2017. Cheers.